0: Let's do it. Welcome to this uh, daily podcast. We are now in Colossians chapter 4 as we wrap up this short book by the Apostle Paul. Um, This kind of special edition exclusively on the podcast. So, yeah, this is not on Instagram Live or Facebook. Oh, no, 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 no. This is for podcast listeners only. (laughs) <laughs> so great to have you a part of it. Thanks for being uh, on the podcast. Hey, and while we're talking about podcasts, hey, take a minute to subscribe. To, uh, if you if you haven't, you probably subscribe to it already, but subscribe to it. And uh, man, if you could just take a minute to 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 uh, give it a rating, ideally a five. Uh, you know, I'm just saying. And if if you want to take another minute and just write a quick little review, man, that is awesome because it you know it helps other people who are looking for podcasts uh, find it and know a little bit about it. So. Thank you for your positive reviews on that. Many of you have already done that. I know, uh, you know, 24, 25 of you guys on Apple have done that. So thank you. Uh, But I really, really appreciate it. So today, Colossians chapter four, we wrap up this uh, short book of the Apostle Paul written to the church in Colossae. And uh, remember, Paul didn't start the church in Colossae. He uh, was... um, uh, was probably the one who led the founder to Christ, which was a papyrus, which will be referred to in the fourth chapter. Um, and he started the church and um, Paul just writes this church to kind of keep them from getting off base um, on some things that had kind of been infiltrating the church. Then, and, um, and so in, in most new Testament letters are that way, most new Testament letters written by uh, the apostle Paul in particular are written to address um, some sort of, um, Situation. There's a sitch going on, and Paul writes to kind of correct it. In, in some cases, multiple situations. Uh, I'm thinking of like 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians. There's several different issues that Paul addresses in those letters. So, Colossians was no different. They were dealing with some sort of Colossian heresy, which uh, we kind of pieced together to be something like some kind of mysticism, legalism, uh, this, this aspiration to gain superior knowledge and spiritual wisdom. But uh, but sort of empty of Christ, like uh, this 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 heresy that was kind of teaching them that you really need Christ, you just need this wisdom, this Gnostic heresy, uh, secret knowledge, gnosis, secret wisdom. And Paul's like, no, 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 everything you need is in Christ. So, uh, But we don't need to rehearse the first three chapters. What I do want to do is return to chapter four, which is really, it's kind of personal. I, you know, sometimes we, we kind of skip over those last chapters of, of letters because they usually a, a list of names and greetings and farewells and hellos and shout outs. Uh, but sometimes if we slow down and look at them, there's really some telling uh, um, aspects of it that are really interesting and intriguing. And I think you'll find that in Colossians chapter four, as Paul kind of, you know, sh- gives a farewell. Um, so uh, thanks for being a part of this. You know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. So it's time to, it's time to read. Let's do it. All right. Chapter four. Well, i already read chapter uh, verse one in uh, yesterday's, um podcast so i won't rehearse that but i'll begin with verse two Uh, colossians chapter four verse two devote yourselves to prayer that's what we do that's what daily prayer that's what daily prayer all about man we devote ourselves to prayer to the word and to prayer i mean i commend you for being a part of this community man what a what a blessing this community has been you know started during covid over a year and a half ago almost a year and a half ago now and it was one of just one of those cool blessings that came out of COVID. You know, we created this community. Just said, "Hey, let's get together and pray. Let's read the Word and pray, encourage each other." And uh, man, it has has it done that. And uh, thank and, and the reason it's it's awesome is because of the Lord, number one, because of you, because your commitment to it. I mean, this thing is nothing if I'm just sitting on here talking to myself, reading the Bible by myself. But no, we share together, and and it's this community. It's us collectively, with this sp- with the presence in the Spirit of God that is just. Uh, just creating something kind of cool, and uh, so thank you for being part of it. So devote yourselves to prayer, verse two, being watchful and thankful, being alert, being watchful. You know, be alert, be 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 awake. See what's going on. Be watchful, verse three, and pray for us too, that God may open a door for our message, so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ, for which I am in chains. Paul's in prison. He's like, man, but he's still praying for open doors. God, open up, open a door. I'm going to continue to spread the gospel. Don't let these, these chains can't hinder your message. So I believe that. So don't let, so open up a new door. Maybe that's your prayer today. God, open a door today um, that I may proclaim the mystery of Christ. What's that mystery? That God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in Jesus can have eternal life, no matter who they are, male or female, slave or free, Jew or Gentile. No matter who they are, they can be part of the family of God through Jesus. Verse four. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. Amen. Man, that's a good preacher prayer right there. <laughs> Lord, Lord, help me make sense today. Oh Jesus, please, please help me make some sense today. Help, help me make the and that's one of my things. You know, when I when I preach, I, you know, I have kind of these several C's that I think of. Like, I want it to be Christ-centered. I want the, the message to be coherent. I want it to be like. Have a flow to it, be coherent. I want it to be compelling. I want there to be a passion to it, and I want it to be clear. I want it to be Christ centered. I don't want anyone to go away from a message that it's not about Jesus. So it needs to be Jesus focused. It needs to be coherent. It needs to needs have a flow to it. It Needs to be clear, not to be cloudy. And it needs to be compelling. It Needs to have be some passion to it. You know, not just a talk. It needs to be a. It needs to be some. A, some pathos, some passion to it. Verse four, um, verse five, be wise. Good word here. Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. So Paul's saying, be wise, be wise how you act around people who are far from God, who are not in the family of God. Be wise. So why? Because you want to make the most of every opportunity. You want to be ready for that open door to share the gospel. So be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Don't let a single opportunity go past without pointing people to the love and the goodness of God. and I love that. And here's a, here's another little tip along that same line, verse 6. Let your conversation. Here's a tip. If you want to make the most of every, every opportunity, then let that your <clears throat> let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt so that you may know how to answer everyone. Let your conversations be full of grace, goodness. Love that. Those those, those verses right there, two through six, are golden, right? I mean, gosh, those are just so good. A little word about prayer, a little word about having opportunity to share the gospel, a little prayer about being clear in your presentation of the gospel, a, a little reminder to be wise in how you act toward outsiders, um, a little word about your conversation and having it seasoned with with grace make that the content of your conversations be the on the right kinds of things so that people say, Hmm, there's something different about the way they talk. Well, I noticed, I noticed he didn't really laugh at that joke. That was uh, that was racist. I noticed he didn't laugh at that joke. That was vulgar. Hmm. I know. So when they get together, they don't talk about stuff like that. They talk about stuff of meaning and purpose and kindness and goodness. Man, there's something different. There's some salt. There's some salt up in that conversation. Yeah, that's what he's saying. All right, now you're going to shift gears. Verse 7 to the end is really about personal just shout outs. Watch this. Tychicus will tell you all the good news about me, all the news about me. He's a dear brother, a faithful minister and fellow servant in the Lord. So he's someone who's at Paul's side encouraging him. He's going with a uh, Epaphras, who we'll mention in just a moment, who is bringing the letter, the Coloss- Colossian letter, along with the letter to Philemon, by the way, who is also a member of the Colossae church, Philemon, little book in the Bible, named for a person. So um, I'm sending him to you to express, for the express purpose, purpose that you may know about our circumstances and that he may encourage your hearts. He, he going to give you a word. He going to tell you that we're okay. We good? God is blessing. God is in on the throne. God's working. God opening up doors. Tychicus is going to tell you about that. Verse 9. If if you were with us for the Philemon uh episode, you will recognize this name. He is coming with Onesimus. Our faithful and dear brother who is one of you. They will tell you everything that has happened here. Now watch, Onesimus is a former slave. He's a runaway slave. And Paul, again, going back to what we said yesterday about the seeds of the gospel and egalitarianism, he is one of you. He's not subjected to you. He's not below you. He's not beneath you. This runaway slave, he's one of you. He's your equal. He's your dear brother. He's our faithful and dear brother. Paul is blowing up the conventional, really the kingdom of God is, is blowing up the conventional uh, wisdom. The con the conventional mindset that had masters above slaves, men above women. No, in the God in the in the family of God, we're all one. We're, we're the the ground, as they say, is level at the foot of the cross. Yes, 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 sir. So Onesimus, our dear faithful, a dear brother who is coming to you, they will tell you everything that has happened here. Verse ten, my fellow prisoner Aristarchus. So there's a who's also been arrested for the gospel. Send you greetings. My buddy here, who's also in prison, fellow prisoner, as does Mark, the cousin of Barnabas. Now, interesting thing, Paul and Mark had a a falling out in the book of Acts. Remember, uh, Mark didn't complete the missionary journey, he turned back. And later on, Barnabas wanted to take Mark again with them on their journey. And Paul's like, no, 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 no. I ain't letting that boy go with me again. He turned his back on me before. I ain't letting him go again. So Paul started going with Silas. And Barnabas and Mark started traveling together. Um, But amazing kind of insight here is that Paul and Mark have now reconciled. Because Mark is right there, the cousin of Barnabas. This John Mark is right there with Paul. They've reconciled. Send you greetings. Greetings. You have received instructions about him. If he comes to you, welcome him. I'm not there's no in other words there's no, there's no more ill will. Don't treat him bad. We good now. We all good. You treat You welcome him. He's a good man. Verse 11. Jesus, not the Lord Jesus, but Jesus who is called Justice. Is, you know Jesus was a regular name. Jesus was not an uncommon name in the 1st century. Uh it was uncommon to have the last name Christ though. <laughs> <laughs> They have the first name Jesus, not uncommon. If, if your last name was Christ, mm, there's only one of those. <laughs> Jesus Christos. Um, Jesus, who is called Justice, so a buddy of his, Ju- Jesus, uh, also sends greetings. These are the only Jews among my co-workers for the kingdom of God, and they have proved a comfort to me. See, most of the people who were, who were laboring alongside Paul were Gentiles. But he gives a shout out to uh, to Jesus and to Mark, who are um, who are Jews. <clears throat> verse 12, Epaphras, okay, this is the guy that is uh, bringing the letter. He is from the Colossian church, probably founded the Colossian church. Watch this, verse 12. Apaphras, who is one of you and a servant of Christ Jesus, sends greetings. He is always wrestling in prayer for you, just like a good pastor, man. He's wrestling in prayer for you that you may stand firm in all the will of God. That you may be matured and full assured. Matured and full assured. Man, that's a good I want to be mature and full assured. <laughs> how many? How many of you just, Lord, Lord, help me be full and well assured? Or, or mature and fully assured. That's that's the that's the ministry of a pastor. A is a pastor to this Colossae Church. He's praying for them. He's asked, he's praying that they'll stand firm in the will of God, that they'll become mature, then that they'll be fully assured that they won't have any doubt. This goes back to, uh, this is consistent with what Paul kind of was trying to remind them throughout the letter, to be assured, to be assured in their salvation in Jesus, to be assured that all the the fullness of God dwells in Jesus, that you're not missing anything, that Jesus is the secret, that they'll be fully assured in that. They won't even doubt. So Paul's teaching on that, and we see that Epaphras was one who was praying for that, was praying that they would be mature and fully assured. I tell you, man, that's that's a that's a pastor's prayer for his people right there, that they might be matured. Ephesians 4, equipped for every good work and not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Yes. Verse 13, I vouch for him that he is working hard for you. He hardworking, man. And for those at Laodicea, Laodicea was a church near Colossae. Laodicea is probably the infamous, is probably most known for its infamy. In wrong, in uh, the book of Revelation is was the, it was the lukewarm church, the church of Laodicea. Right, loses its first love. You don't want to do that. Um, <clears throat> he's working hard for, hard for you uh, for those at Laodicea and uh, Areopolis. Oh, our dear friend Luke, you know Luke, right? The gospel, the uh, Gospel of Luke and the Book of Acts. Our dear friend Luke, verse fourteen, the doctor. He's smart and Demas, no, no, really mention about Demas. <laughs> sends greetings, so we got our dear friend Luke. You know, our dear friend Luke, he's a doctor, man. We love Luke and uh, Demas, too. He sends, he sends greetings, too. We don't know much about Demas, I mean, but you got it's like you got to wonder though, hmm, mm. <laughs> kind of a chilly, kind of a chilly greeting for Demas. <laughs> Oh, Luke and, oh yeah, Demas is with him too. Uh, <laughs> so, so real though, right? Verse 15, give my greetings to the brothers and sisters at Laodicea, Sia and to Nymphia and to the church at her house. See, there's a church at her house in Nymphia. This lady, there's a church at her house. Again, all, these, all that conversation about women in leadership all over the New Testament. You see women in significant leadership in the church, including pastoral leadership, including apostles including apostleship. And here in Nymphia, it has a church in her house. Verse 16, after this letter has been read to you, see that it is also read in the church of the Laodiceans. See, they already worried about Laodicea. And that you in turn read the letter from Laodicea. So apparently Paul had written a letter uh, to La- to the Laodiceans that we don't have. Interesting, right? Um, but not, not, not surprising. Paul was a prolific writer some of the writings of Paul we don't have. And apparently there was a letter to the Laodiceans, uh, that we don't have, um, in God's sovereignty and purpose. He didn't, didn't want it. Didn't obviously didn't see fit for us to have that in our canon, in our uh, collection of scripture. And so we don't have that letter. It's, uh, it's lost. Um, and so, and so the, um, yeah, so there's other, we, there's several. It's believed that there were multiple correspondences. For example, there's multiple correspondences to the Corinthians that we don't have. We have two First Corinthians, Second Corinthians, uh, but it's believed that um, there are, there were others, and there were, there's strong uh, textual evidence in the uh, letters that we do have that there were previous letters that we that we don't have. So um, it's one of the reasons. I mean, God's sovereignty. The words that the, the, the letters that he wanted us to have the ones that he uh, de- de- determined to be in his um in his in his word we have those that he didn't um, were we're lost so yeah so there's a lot of concern here about the, the church of Laodicea you remember the, so in in, Re- in Revelation chapter 3 uh you know Laodicea was the ones that were neither hot or cold they were lukewarm um, and he says I'm gonna spit you out of my mouth Um the, the, the first love church I don't think was Laodicea. I think that may have been um, let's see da, 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 da. Uh, the the uh, the church of Ephesus was the one that lost their first love. But I, I didn't I, I didn't think that was right. But Laodicea was the lukewarm church. Verse seventeen. Back to back to Colossians chapter four uh, chapter seven uh, for chapter four verse seventeen. Tell Archippus. This is what you should tell him. See to it that you complete the ministry you have received in the Lord. Like, don't stop, man. Keep, keep at it, bro. Ar- Archippus obviously knows what that message means. We don't. We don't know what that means. We don't really share what it means. But it was a personal greeting to Archippus, and he, you know, the word of encouragement. Keep at it, man. Verse eighteen. I Paul write this greeting in my own hand. He wrote this down. He wrote that greeting. Remember my chains. Remember me, pray for me and grace be with you. Wow. All right, man. That was awesome. Awesome. Four chapter, a little book of Colossians, very good stuff in there, man. And I love the greetings. Personally, I love the farewells and the greetings at the end. It just gives insight into the life of the local church, right? The people and the personalities that were involved Um, just adds flesh to uh, the New Testament letters, you know, this isn't just theology and and just uh, you know academic study. These are real people, real lives that were being impacted and being influenced, and were um, competing and compelling uh, um, to to share the good news of Jesus in their culture. Uh, real people who had adversity and and loved ones and life, and just they were like us, man. <laughs> they were just like us. That's why I love these uh, those last. Chapters of the, of the letters that just reveal, uh, give us a window into the community, um, you know? And, you know, we all know the closer you get to community, the messier it is. Every church looks good from a distance. <laughs> every community, every family, let's just be real, every family looks better from a distance. The closer you get, the more you see the wrinkles and the bumps and the the pimples. and uh, yeah. But you also see the love and the tenderness and the care and the depth of relationships. Uh, and I think we see that a little bit of that in Colossians chapter 4. All right, you guys, thanks for being a part of this. Uh, you know what we do? We read, we pray. It's time to pray. Lord, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for the body of Christ, um, your your family, your people. Thank you for this first century church, and uh, their wrestling to uh, live out the gospel and to share it uh, with their community. Lord, we were inspired by it. We ask that we might do the same in our world today in our lives today, in our family, in our community, that we might share uh, the gospel with grace and peace. Lord, we pray that we would be watchful and prayerful today. Uh, Lord, that we would uh, look for open doors um, so that we can proclaim the mystery of Christ. Lord, we pray that we every opportunity that we have to share the message, that it might be clear, that it might be compelling, that it might point people to you. Lord, help us to be wise today in the way we act towards specifically outsiders, those who are outside the family of God. Lord, help us to be wise in how we act. Let our conversations be full of grace, seasoned with salt, as your word says, so that people will know that there's something different about us, that they'll see the Spirit of God alive, not only in our hearts, but also coming out of our mouths and in our conversation. Lord, I pray for my friends today, whatever special need of grace they have today. I agree with them, Lord that you might bless and touch and move in mighty ways on their behalf. Lord, we love you. We thank you for all your goodness and grace in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you today. Thank you for being a part of this. Thank you for taking time to uh, spend some time in God's word and being part of this journey. On Monday, we start the book of Luke, so hope you'll be a part of that uh, on Instagram, Facebook, and, of course, right here on the podcast Uh, starting Monday, the Gospel of Luke. Um, So look forward to having you there. Thanks so much for being a part of this. You have a great day. We'll see you next time. God bless. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing,